0: In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin.
1: Hello, I am John Waters.
2: I am Richard Nixon.
0: (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And I am. (laughs) Confused. (laughs) That's what I am. I'm confused.
2: I like it. It's a good thing on your birthday. Ah,
0: yes, we are in my birthday month. And continuing we, mine. Are you continuing yours? Oh, are you gonna bleed over into my birthday month? As I, bleed I, I
2: already have. It's June. What's today? Thirty ninth.
0: <laughs> uh. so the way if you keep pushing mine, then I have to push Almer's, and Almer's is gonna collide with Christmas the way you're going.
2: You know what? Every day that we're here to celebrate should be our birthday, right?
0: Hey, I am born anew every day. Me too. I'm born of something. So, for those of you that did not get the message, welcome to Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Um, We are not having Dreamer Denver on tonight uh, because there was a loss in her family at the last minute and she had to back out. But the show must go on. I'm sure that we will be getting Dreamer on later this year. So for those of you who came in specifically to care about all the good work that she's doing and her journey, uh, you know, just stay with us. And we're still going to get that journey to you. But what we decided tonight was the last time the three of us tried to do kind of a, you know, like, Getting to know you, sharing things, kind of just hanging out together. Rain, you were having awful issues. You were in and you were out, and I mean, you 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 had more twists and turns than a <laughs> legal agreement. And, oh. uh, <laughs> and none of them were in the favor of our audience because we kept losing you. So yep. yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping that that's a thing of the past, working on it, but um, yeah, it's been good. It's been interesting. It's been super busy. I've got a hundred things on board, but I'm not talking about me today. I want to talk about the birthday boy.
0: Mm. Uh-huh. So, and what would you like to know about the birthday boy?
2: Well, I want to know what it's like to, t- to turn 35 and just have all that fun. I saw lots of pictures and lots of people celebrating with you and
0: what'd you do? Where'd you go? You know, all of that stuff. So I'm going to start by showing you one of the gifts I bought myself. Oh,
2: I love it.
0: Okay. Now. da.
2: da, da, da. Oh, da, 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 da. Human. I love it.
0: So, you know, and I decided to shear the locks again for the rest of the summer so they wouldn't be hot. So, over my birthday weekend, actually, Alma was down over my birthday weekend at the very close of the weekend. Our friend Katie came and just buzzed me. She just gave it me looks a good. buzz. I love
2: it. It looks good.
0: So I had a fabulous birthday weekend. And in fact, I just released yesterday my Talking the Tea with Dr. K, which comes out once a month. And on that video, I talked about how um, that it's not just a number. And the importance of recognizing that we buy into a lot of ageist crap. When we want people to, you know, do this, you know, they say their age and they go, but, you know, it's just a number. It's how yeah. old you feel. It's all of this stuff. So I turned 61. I don't need to turn 35. I turned 35, I, you know, and 35 looked good on me. Actually, I think, I think when, I, when I was 35, I was in one of my dip phases. I can't remember, but I, I think I might have actually been kind of more – Portly when I was 35. I'm trying to remember, but that's the age you said. But this whole thing is and you know what? Sixty-one years. I've survived it, I've thrived in it, I've learned from it, I have sixty-one years of experience that I can share. And because somebody has learned sixty lived sixty one years does not mean that they're wise, does not mean they're intelligent, does not mean that they deserve respect. However, Nobody that has lived 24 years or 35 years can have 61 years of experience to have had the opportunity to become those things. Oh, do say, fine gentlemen, do say. And I just went at it. I mean, I just, in this video, I mean, it was a long video. I used to try to do the videos three to five minutes. This one on what, like 15 and a half minutes, this video that got sent out on Friday in my tea and we put it out on the social media um it's it's me and some of my best humor and sarcasm and i challenge a lot of things you know the media wants you to be apologetic about your age because they want to sell you all sorts of products so you can look young guess what i am not going to have the body of a 21 year old i will never have a body of a 21 year old again because if i have if i have a 21 year old my husband would kill me uh, ah. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to have the energy I had at 21. I'm happy to say at 61, I still know a lot of 41s that can't keep up with me, but I've mm-hmm. always been high energy. I'm not as high energy as I was before. I'm not as hyper as I was before, you know, and I'm not going to be. But that, but it comes, every age comes with benefits. And when we feel like we have to dismiss the age, then we are taking all of the good stuff and ignoring it and living in the fear of all the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And Madison Avenue wants you to do that. You know, uh, you know, everybody that's selling you things that's selling you that load of crap that somehow your age limits you, you can be old and young. You can be young and old, But you are never going to change the number of years that pass from the day you were born unless you're lying. It's not going to change. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I think we need to have more respect, more celebration, more recognition, and more pride in the age that we are. And to live that age and to define what your age means to you be a role model for the people that are behind you, instead of making the people behind you go, God, I really don't want to get old. I mean, all the old people I know keep lying and saying they're young. They keep on apologizing. They keep on, you know, they keep on like shoving needles in their face, so their face pops out and they keep on doing all <laughs> of these things. They try to say, oh my God, oh my God, I have a wrinkle. I've earned every gray hair, every white hair, every wrinkle. I've earned it all. And you know what, so I, it was so that was my that was my pride moment or my pride banner for the my birthday weekend. And I tied it up. And frankly, I know I so I'm I'm gonna tread very light here, because you don't like to get into religion or politics. But I did say that I have a hard time with people that have a hard time with growing older. When they say that they know some blessed eternity, whatever they believe in, I don't care. I don't want this to be about religion. But if you say you go into some kind of great, fabulous heaven someday, and and what you have to do is go through this age and you get this journey, then why the hell do you have to lie about it, pretend about Mm -hmm. it? You're living in fear. All of your actions say, I don't know if I believe this shit. That's what it says. Yep. Right? Because if you really believed it, you would be like, oh, my God, every day I'm getting closer to godliness, whatever that means to me. Yep. And in getting closer to godliness, I may know more of my own God self. I may know more of what God wants of me or wants of the world. All of these things are good, and I should be celebrating them, not running around. Cheating with somebody half my age. I don't cheat with somebody half my age. I just marry them. Why cheat?
2: Because you can't can't marry all of them. It's not legal. Of course, if you asked my dad and he was
0: still around, that's a different story. I digress. (laughs) So that's my birthday stuff on a a slightly uh, little less joyful note because I'm doing full disclosure, you may know that in my beautiful shirt that there is also a little bit of a bandit issue going on around here. Yeah. Yes. I start physical therapy tomorrow.
2: Because?
0: I have a a shoulder impingement syndrome is what my doctor calls it. And it's it's working its way towards frozen shoulder, which is not something you ever want. No. So, out of the two pieces of my shoulder, one is not working. And it's uh, painful every day from it's okay for a little bit to a dull ache to a large ache to a sharp pain to I've lost some range of motion. And, um, you know, and I'm going to go do one of the things that Western medicine does really well it does diagnostics really well and it definitely can do physical therapy really well to to help me stretch and get that back, and I'm doing a lot of naturals. But I, that's something else, and part of that may be because of my age, but so be it. So,
1: Wayne, yeah. I, I see one of your friends know you very well. Why? Oh, he's <laughs> calling, <laughs> he's calling, you, calling you a hoe.
2: I think he has me mixed up with maybe somebody in his family. Andy! <laughs> <laughs> Andy, don't
0: be calling Rain no hoe.
2: <laughs> I love Andy. He's that guy that, you know, he's our usual, and it's always nice to see him there. And of course, he's laughing. Um, Andy's great. He's the one that escaped the uh, plane crash. So he's, yeah. I, I'm going to try. If Andy's interested, I asked him once before if he'd like to be on the show, and then he went silent. So I don't know if that means no, because I don't want to hurt your feelings, or, oh, my goodness, I've seen you guys in motion, and I just couldn't stomach the thought. Well, <laughs> you hear me, Andy?
1: Yes. He's going to he be in
2: Vegas in September, In huh? September.
0: Yep. Oh. Yep. Wh- so Will he change his name to Lola, and will he be a showgirl? I
1: don't know what happened. He says, sure. He's he's also calling you out. Why? Because I don't recall being asked.
2: Oh, Andy. Okay, consider this the asking again, then. How about that? Let's chat this week and get a date and get you on here. You can talk about... He's got... He's, as a photographer, his work is unbelievable. So definitely want to get him on in. Then he can tell his plane crash story himself, which is wow.
1: Is, now, is somebody in the chat? Yeah, yeah. He's in the – what so I know you, you haven't been on StreamYard very much. But well. one, of reasons, one of the reasons I love StreamYard is uh, all the places that we are streaming to, the comments, when they comment, like on Facebook, it actually comes to StreamYard. And I see it in the chat over here on the comments. Oh, cool. And I can bring it in like this one. I don't know if you can see it, Rain, but I can actually bring it. I can see it, it. I can bring it into the actual um, show as well. So he said it's going to be there on September fourth. He's doing September Lou, Lou Holtz portraits.
0: Oh, oh, no, sorry, I maybe
1: tell. maybe he was saying
0: 10-4. Yeah, ten four. I'm sure it's twenty four. <laughs> like you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, not when he says not a the month. date. I was a,
1: a month <laughs> off. 10-4 is actually October.
2: So is he coming October? Is he coming September? Or just we don't know our months and numbers? What is happening right. here? Well,
0: he said ten four. I got it. He did not as a laugh out loud. He didn't respond whether he was going to change his name to Lola and be a <laughs> show <He didn't laughs> laugh out loud. Then he did the whole ten four thing. So I thought that was maybe the macho like ten four good buddy. Uh, just oh. You know, yeah, like he goes still a good CB, a trucker. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, he goes September, you city boy.
0: <laughs> all right,
1: boy, so I'll see buddy. you
2: in September <laughs> here, Andy. It's <laughs> <Good buddy.
0: laughs> all about you, good buddies. They do movies about you. They're called Deliverance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett uh, okay, the- good night, everybody. I <laughs> <don't> think my <laughs> internet's <laughs> working, Not working. <laughs> Do you know Brent Larry Offner? If Andy is not laughing at that, he has no sense of humor. So I don't care. Brent
2: Brent is the kazoo guy. He's a kazoo animal. Love it.
0: Oh, there you go. So you know Brent Larry Offner?
2: Work with me here, birthday boy. Uh, Brent is the
0: kazoo animal. (laughs) Okay. I thought you meant Andy was the kazoo. Okay. No, Andy's Lola. (laughs) Oh, he's <laughs> hearing bangos. I don't know. Okay, but, he oh. but Brent said he thinks you need an artist from Southeast Louisiana on the show. Okay, who do we know? Ah, 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 oh. I think somebody just got slammed. <laughs> I hear banjo music. I wonder what it's playing. What well, are you doing banjos. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well you know with miss dream and not being on and you know i want to um send out love to her because dream is absolutely she's so lovely we've been friends for a very long time now and um she's got such a big heart so i was really hoping she could be on tonight we will bring her on later um you know whatever she's going through i hope it's okay from us here at laughing loving and Alive. And um when we bring her on, you know, we'll uh we'll do the whole Gilligan's Island thing. I'm sure, you know, the minnows would be lost is actually a (laughs) hashtag. I thought I was making it up, but somebody beat me to it. (laughs) So we have some fun people coming up, but I wanna go back to something you said, Dr. Kevin, about age. And of course our three million viewers can also, you know, respond to this. Um I am not, I have no problems with my age either. I just, you know, I think it's a blessing that everybody gets to go around the sun every year. And I don't think people see that. And they, you know, and like you said, I see some people who have gotten a lot of work done. I don't recognize them because now they don't look like any age. They look like something different to me. Like, I, I, I hate the fact that we do don't celebrate being alive because that's a real gift and the fact that you just turned 61 and of course i know you can outdo a lot of people that i know that are in their 20s because they come to me and they're aching and you barely walk and oh my god i can't get across the street what do we do about that actually i'm going to ask you elmer because you're the youngin of the bunch but, I mean, you know, aging can be hard for some people, especially when you watch television and social media and they tell you that no matter what age you are, it's never the right age anyway, right? So, how, how do you grow old when you have all of those things going on?
1: Well, s- Since, you know, I'm only turning 25 at the end of this month, uh, I don't have a lot that I can... T- that I can offer.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> we said um, age, not iTunes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's on the wrong show. Who wants to be delirious <laughs> is the show he should be on.
1: <laughs> uh, well, actually, uh, this is one thing uh, Kevin and I talked about in his hot tub um, when I was down there this weekend. He's like, I don't even feel 65, and I thought the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm actually going to be 44, and it's like, I don't feel like I'm 44, you know, when you it's interesting when you think of kids and you're like oh you're so old and you're like 30 um yeah. and you're like, i'm really not i'm really not that old but it's all perspective um and as kevin can attest to when you're in the gay world it's like you know you're 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 young and available and then you turn 30 and then you're an old old, old gay like after 30 yeah. you're just like <laughs> and yeah so you're old like
2: queen or i've heard i've heard that yeah
1: and it's like it's like i'm only 30 like you know it's, i'm really not that much older than you you know but um so what do we do
0: well i think that first of all you know the more you see more proud role models sorry i just uh wow oh oh sorry that hurt um i just uh we um we do have more role models that are out there being proud about their age and You know, I loved Grace and Frankie, which I thought was a great, great show. Mm -hmm. And it celebrated their age and the struggles they had, of you know, ending up single in their 70s and how do you date and all of that stuff. And so I think there's some stuff. I think there's more stuff out there than there used to be. But I think it's about all of us being proud about our age. And, Mm -hmm. And to celebrate other people's age and, you know, to be proud, for them as well, and you know, and that's what we can do is we call people when they're ages. We call mm-hmm. them out. On, we call them out on it. We live in the pride of our own age. We don't feel like we have to make excuses. And I think that it's just really important that we, um, you know, continue to celebrate and support things that support age that support things like that and that's what we can do i don't know anything else that we can do i mean you know madison avenue's been controlling us for 70 years now trying to make us feel like we're too fat we're too thin we're too old we're mm-hmm. too short we're too this we're not enough of that you buy this buy that do this do that let me sell you some stuff and then when you realize that i can never sell you enough to could be whatever airbrushed picture I created for you. Um you turn around and then we sell you anxiety, antidepressants, <laughs> we you know Botox. We, we do all of these things. Um and you know what? And they just get they just get richer. They just make more money and they create more income gaps. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. space is exciting. And I was really happy. This woman named Wally Funk, I think was her name. Sounds funny. But she is going to be one of the people that Bezos is taking up in in the air when he does his launch that he's doing in a couple of weeks to go to the end of the Earth's atmosphere. And I thought this was such a great story. She's 82 years old. And she qualified in the original 1960s Mercury program to go up in the air. In fact, she beat John Glenn on her test scores as an astronaut and showed that women could, could be not only as good as men in, in all the tests for astronauts, they could be better, but they wouldn't send her because she was a woman. Mm-hmm. And now she's finally going up. At 82, but I was reading this article, which I thought was so inspiring. I was so happy this woman, you know, is getting a chance to do this. Um, and but then I, but as I was reading on, they were talking about, you know, there'll be commercial flights, and there are 70 people signed up, 700 people that are signed up for these flights that cost 200 000 to 250 thousand dollars. And I was just horrified at all the people that are struggling and poor and homeless and starving. And, and $250,000 $250, being dropped. And we know that so much is just set up to keep this in- inequity kind of going. And, you know, and when I kind of when I look at it and but part of this goes back to they make money by keeping us in closets, mm-hmm. keeping us insecure, keeping us with low self-esteem, low self-worth. And convince and, and constantly convincing us that we need a you know, a push, a pull, a tug, a pill, a shot, something, and then we're still never gonna be good enough because they make no money off of right. us being good enough. Right.
1: And and going back to the whole women women in space thing, um, I think it might have been the first woman who was going up. Um, but when she was getting ready to go up, you know, the 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 people in charge, there were men of like getting everything they need to be on the space flight who don't understand women's bodies understand. They're like, so you're going up for, you know, a week. So what you need, like a hundred tampons.
2: <laughs> That's so ignorant. Like, you know? it, yeah. 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 They, they don't get guys it. nose. <laughs> Idiots. Um, did you ever see, I'm, I'm looking for something that I
0: actually wanted to share. Based on the fact, and I should have prepared it ahead of time, but it's based on the fact that Brent's here, who sent you an image through Messenger, mm-hmm. um, talked about New Orleans. Because I actually wrote a, uh, a beautiful poem about New Orleans coming around the sun every year. And I thought it was appropriate for the birthday thing. If I can find it, I will. If not, oh well. But, but Rain, did you see hidden figures? Yes. Yes. <laughs> such and and she just turned over a hundred one of them
2: yeah she she lived for fresh just died right No, she's still
0: I one of them is still alive I thought
2: cuz I know it was like all the there was lots of information going around and you know how to kill people off that aren't dying off what was her name cast Kath, Kathleen is that who you're talking about
0: I'm trying to remember I saw it because I thought that they had all died. And
2: I just saw something the other day posted about her 109th birthday, I think it was. I, I so, saw something, so, but I don't know what it was.
1: So the woman in the the real woman of Hidden Figures, um, Mary Jackson, she died in 2005. Katherine Johnson died in 2020. She was born in 1918. So she just died last year. Mm-hmm. Dorothy Vaughn died in 2008
0: so I've been running the 2021 so the 2020 one that was yeah cuz
2: I knew she died recently because uh, Homer Hickam uh, did some kind of tribute to her in something I saw but that's impressive I mean Wow right Is Dr. Kevin coming back? I know I'm a fine person to ask about something, someone coming back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm still, I'm I'm still, you know, I've got this, this uh, wild hair that I'm wanting to try to do. And I'm so disorganized. So I have to tell you, one of the other things that happened since I think it was since we were last together or I didn't bring it up when we were last together is the young man that works, that doesn't work for me. We discovered going through stuff, a whole, um, an attache case full of poetry that somehow never made it into my poetry collection. Like he's already entered almost a hundred new pieces of poetry that were, had been lost. Ah. okay. <laughs> Some of which I didn't even remember writing. I I read it in my handwriting, and I knew that I read it, but I, I but I was like, Oh I, I I don't even I don't even remember what that was about. Nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> like, you know, like I didn't put a name on it. Ah.
2: Oh, this is like a really good cannabis kind of show tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you know. And then Hi, Tricia. In the attache case, I found a bunch of the awards I won for my poetry. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's right. I won that award. And, yeah, I won. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so like,
2: Elmer's like, what is going on on your tonight? <laughs> so are you going to um add them or uh, create a new book now that you have found them you can call them you know the lost poems
0: or well my poetry corners all summer uh that come out once a week are going to be things from that collection which as we're putting them in and um i so i did that and they will get added into collections we're i don't know we're three or four or five collections behind getting my poetry out that i've written that's just sitting on my computer in different file folders and stuff you know i just can't i can't i don't have the time to kind of go through it and um keep it all going and get it all out i mean i think i've got five books of poetry out now but i've got enough at least for another five or six or seven books of poetry and i still write all I, if I go through my notes field and my phone, you know, I sit down every few months and I'll go back and I'll pick up four or five poems I wrote. I just stop sitting at a red light. Something came to me. Wrote a poem. <laughs>
2: yeah, so, I, I I, can't do that.
1: So, so Rain. and um, Yes. Since we're getting using this opportunity to get to know each other better since you missed out on the last one with the...
2: Boy, you just got to make sure... That, oh, you got all those those awards for your last film and you have just been full of yourself.
1: <laughs> well, I got to keep rubbing it in.
2: Uh, just you, like you keep yeah. rubbing it
1: in about you not being in my last film.
2: See, I dropped it this time, but since we are going there and we are talking about that, how about we say something?
1: <laughs> so, so, Rain. What's, what's one thing you wish people understood about you?
2: Um, you know what, there, there's no such thing. Cause I don't really care if people understand anything about me or not. I know that sounds, that probably sounds like me, but you know, uh, you know what? Okay. Let, let me take that back. There is maybe one thing that people, yeah, I, I don't think they look at me as having a downside. You know, I people will talk to me when I'm like this because I am on most of the time. But when I'm not on and someone happens to call and they can hear that I'm not on, like they instantly want to get off the phone or they instantly want to explain to me all the millions of reasons I have to not be down or to not be sad or look at all the stuff you've done. And they have no idea. And, and they never ask because I could hear the fear because I know what it, I know what it says. What it's saying is if she's in this mood, then I'm in real trouble when I get in that mood. You know, I'm always the person like lifting people up. And when I'm not in that place, it's really hard for people to to actually stay engaged with me. They kind of scamper off.
0: Yeah, there's that. now how do you I I have the same problem every everybody expects me to be Patrick Kevin. right and you know and I will stop and explain to people that the center of my life is about living my life in joy Mm -hmm and joy is not other than i can be joyfully sad i can be joyfully angry i can be joyfully introspective i can be joyfully is being authentically yourself in whatever Mm -hmm. place you are in that moment and i i've been known to say to people I'm sorry. The fact that some part of me is making you uncomfortable and doesn't live up to some expectation, but I will guarantee you, I never agreed to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't get the contractual. I just kind of say, "Oh, let's," you know. I'll talk to you later. Yep. No.
0: Yeah.
2: What about you, there, uh, Mister Five Hundred Trophies?
1: <laughs> um. Hmm.
2: I'm still listening.
1: Okay, you you both left camera when you when you asked me that question, <laughs> <laughs> like you like neither one of you wanted to hear the answer. <laughs> well,
0: I wanted want, to hear the answer. We wanted the <laughs> audience. We wanted the audience to hear the answer. Um, you know, I mean, this show is for them. Um, we wanted the audience. Right.
2: Someone on Instagram um, just sent a message and said they're enjoying this.
0: Uh, well, I'm glad. We're, yeah. not, we're not
1: we're not live on Instagram because we can't do that. But they must be listening. It's through uh, yeah, they're listening face, in, Facebook or YouTube.
2: They said YouTube. Ah, yeah. So don't yeah. kind of get around it, Elmer. What you you asked us <laughs> now? You're trying to.
1: Uh I'm trying to think of like what I feel most people misunderstand about me.
2: Um
1: it's well I, I read one of the other questions and one of the other questions I had an answer for, um, which is um, no,
0: no, no, no! David, place, what, yeah. "What? kind of answer?" Is that? That's not how we roll here. <laughs> you threw um, the gauntlet. You must pick it up and answer it, Howard.
1: Okay, so I guess then um, I could still use that same answer, but because it kind of fits. Um what? And the, the, the question, well, I was going to bring it up because I was going to say this also answers that question. And that's why I was bringing it up. But it um, the, uh, the the other question is, you know, what is your biggest flaw? And one thing, I, you know, I think um, maybe people don't get this about me. I'm not sure. I was going to ask Dr. Kevin if he had an opinion as well. But is that uh, my biggest flaw is my lack of um, self-love. Mm. And I think that's maybe, maybe that people don't see that too. I'm not sure. That's why I said I was going to ask Dr. Kevin if he, if he ever noticed things that people, I, I've, i feel like I've been spending so many years of my life, you know, going through all the layers of issues that I have, that I haven't really focused on what people are maybe misunderstanding about me because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I have this piece I got to fix now. It's like, oh, I have this piece not fixed, but just work through things from your past. You know, and things, mm-hmm. you know, layers upon layers of you peel off one layer of an issue and it reveals something else. So, mm-hmm. I've been focusing on that. So I really don't know if there's something because you know something that people misunderstood about me. Maybe it was an issue I had years ago and I don't anymore. And so they, I don't know. I guess I should I should have thought about that before I asked the question. What my answer <laughs> would have been.
0: So this <laughs> is what I guess... people this is what I think people might misunderstand about you. Alma. That you're better at this than you used to be. Actually, let me stop. Do I have your permission? Yes. Okay. So I think that the thing is that there was a time when you came across as being very critical. And I know that it was you living in your intellect and really looking at the things that you valued the most, which was your ability, to, to, with the intelligence you had and the ability you could see or, or or have an answer or a solution. Or even now, you know, we joke here, our tech guy, you make everything work, you got a question, figure it out. And um, this is a role that you play because you're good at it, but it was a role that was also safe for you But in defining yourself in that role, sometimes you could come across as unforgiving and highly critical instead of the fact that you were being precise and really trying to get it right because it was important for you to maintain this perception of value because of that self-worth, self-esteem, feeling like you didn't have value another way. But if you could have value in being able to correct uh, a word usage or correct something, that this was a way that you did it. And it wasn't so much you trying to prove you were better than anyone else. It was you were trying to prove you were good enough. And I would say that this is what people didn't get. And I'm going to make a slight reference, which I know you're going to get and, and, and Rain is not going to. But, you know, but that but that also led to an inability to be criticized or to hear critical and get very defensive, which has which which has been supported by your mini me as a mirror. Um, you know, and it's so funny because you get on that journey and now you're going forward and. You're, you you don't have so much energy attached to needing to be perceived in that way. And it's made you get a little, a little looser. But it also, people don't always get, it's your commitment. If you say you're going to help somebody, you're going to help somebody. And if you feel like they're off track, you're going to call them on it because you agreed to help them. And you've gotten so much better at finding better ways to hear it that they so the way that it can say it. But that wasn't always a priority. And that's why that would come across that way. So I think that that's what people don't get. Does that make sense?
1: Yep.
0: Rain, so what do you think about that?
2: I think that's great. There's a lot of read between the lines there. And that's great because only friendship can allow people to... um, Say that to one another and growth, of course, um, where it makes sense. And it's actually complementary.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's important that whenever you're trying to support somebody, even if it's to have to clarify something that you may feel that they're not seeing clearly or that, that it may be holding them back and they're not recognizing it, or that is coming from a place, if you're really trying to support them, there always has to be some lift. You know, it's like a good underwire bra. You have to lift and separate and, you know. It, <laughs> or a good it.
2: underwire jockstrap. Like,
0: you always have to lift <laughs> and separate. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that I've, I've never tried one of those have you tried one rain how was it did it work it, <laughs> it, it was interesting it was it was
2: for a, a it was for a role in a show it's like oh why would this even be a thing i didn't realize that that was the thing It's that it's actually a medical apparatus too i saw it in a hospital <laughs> i know you're both like what <laughs> It is called, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it was called, <laughs> but it is a medical apparatus and it is used on some people in the hospitals.
1: It's, it's not the little guillotine thing.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually, it's like a jockstrap thing, but it's kind of like heavy mesh and it lifts and separates.
0: Okay.
1: Here we go. <laughs> I know. Well, it that, sounds funny, but note, it's
2: The thing
1: <laughs> we ha- we actually have a comment from a, <laughs> a listener. We'll bring on screen.
2: <laughs> Who is that? Is oh. that when?
1: Is that Doctor Dearborn? Uh, it please. is. Doctor
2: Dearborn she says, is a fabulous cook. Is she cooking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she said, "If you are supporting someone, it's helpful to know what they are wanting."
2: And, and your friend Rain is wanting a good meal.
1: Versus what they think they need.
0: No, what you think they need.
1: Yeah. Versus Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. So yeah, yeah. versus what you think they need, yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: well, your good friend still needs a really nice dinner. I saw those lobsters <laughs> that you did the other night and she posts all this stuff and then she never calls me. She lives like right down the street. And then she says she's not gonna open the door if I come ring the doorbell. <laughs> what kind of friendship is that? That's what your friend needs, Doctor Dearborn. You, you understand me, love? Love, I need for you to cook me whatever it is you're cooking, and not the vegan thing. And I don't want
0: that. You <laughs> are you are wanting. <laughs> and trust me, if there's anybody that knows how to be wanting, it's it's Ray. It is. We all know. She's taking somebody down for something. She's wanting big, big time. <laughs> okay, so she
1: she, she she says she can't support you in that way.
2: Oh, I think I'm devastated. <laughs> what kind of friendship is this? <laughs> she is absolutely lovely, but you guys already know that. So um, I do have a question about your question, Elmer. Okay. You said you had a question that was after that question? Did you well, answer that or did Dr. Kevin answer it
1: or? Well, I, I did. The other the other question that um, I used to answer the first question was uh, what is your biggest flaw? And I said that my biggest flaw was the um, not having the self-love.
2: Oh, I think your biggest flaw is not letting me have my soliloquy, but.
1: <laughs> hey, I use that in my director's reel.
2: You did, and it was fabulous, and people kept asking, oh, so where were you in that? I'm
0: like, it, 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 oh, my God. I think we're seeing soliloquy. Where are
1: You did. On my, on my director's reel, it's just her voice. My director's reel is oh. her, her reading her monologue from that film from Loving Martin. That yeah, wasn't in the, the film.
2: Yeah, you, that you, I used. You told me to memorize and know it clearly and sharp and word for word, and I did as You did. As soon as it was time. Yeah, and then you you gave me the like chop.
1: <laughs> well, that, that happens sometimes, but I did use it in my director's reel.
0: I, I'll take that. I thought you were, I thought that his. I thought that his, his biggest fault was not having you in his last movie. That, Jack- I was getting
2: ready to get that one on second. I actually have two flaws. So you're absolutely right. And whatever you're working on right now, how about you just go ahead and put me in it. And while you're thinking about putting me in it, I need Dr. Dearborn to make me something for breakfast. So let's just well, add everybody in here.
1: I haven't seen the, the the pilot yet. I should be getting it about in this week or, or the week after. Um, but we are shooting. I plan, because it's, it's a It's a beach vacation, you know, um, uh, honeymoon. Um, I plan on shooting that in Hawaii.
2: I
0: plan on being there with a bikini on. You know, he's
2: going to Hawaii. That's fine. Wherever we can do a back screen that looks like Hawaii in Maine, that's fine for me too. And speaking of Maine. I told Elmer this the other day. I had a, um, I was invited to interview on a podcast called uh, Real Life Heroines. And it's with the lovely Susanna Lillard, lovely lady. And she actually lived in Maine. And we met like 15 years ago, someone I picked up in the airport. You know how you go collecting people. And she talked about um, the show. She just did some, you know, she did her homework. She asked random questions, but she talked about this show and you know how it came to be so I talked about both of you and then she talked about loving Martin and she said she's going to watch it because we talked about inspiring people who inspire other people and so on and so forth so when that comes out I will make sure to tag you both and uh, so you'll know what it's about you'll just listen to it and I talked about a little bit about Dr. Kevin's show and all of that kind of good stuff and how we're like this awesome threesome. Or maybe that was a different show. I don't know. I'm getting, all- <laughs> I'm getting my shows mixed up. But um, Loving Martin people still send me, you know, messages about it. And then people who were on Doctor Kevin's show that I missed. Can I go back and listen to a couple of those interviews?
0: Absolutely, all of my stuff is um, on own Times in the archives, and okay. you can go back there and you can listen to any of the shows. How long have I been on Home Times now, Alma? Do you remember? Has it been three years, four years? Because I was on um, DKR before that, and the and then
1: CBS before that. Before that. Yeah, I, I I've lost track of how long it's been.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 16 years this year, so I've lost track along the way. But, yeah, but, the, but yours have all been on own times, and they have those all archived. Okay. Okay. Yep.
2: I will let people know, because they ask how they can listen, and, you know, if you could put it somewhere where they can see it drop it in somewhere, that would be super awesome. And they also asked, how do they get on your show? And then someone asked about um, something about an invitation to Clubhouse. I said, yeah, that's above my pay grade. That's a Elmer, Dr. Kevin kind of question. I can barely get on my internet. So, um, But yeah, I they- do get on Clubhouse when I can.
0: Yeah, I actually have a coming up on Clubhouse, now that you mention it, for for our listeners that are Clubhouse. uh, I'm doing a three... I'm I'm, I'm doing this for the West Coast because it's 10 10 p.m. to midnight on July 14th, the 21st, and then the first one in August. On July 14th, I'm doing Busting the Disability Myth, this is a, these are all ADD, ADHD. Busting the disability myth. Then on the 21st, claiming your power. And then the last one is ADD, changing the world. So I'm gonna be doing two hour presentations, question answers and talking on Clubhouse from 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time till midnight. If you are on Clubhouse, you can find me at, at MyDrKevin on Clubhouse. Um, like me, join my web of light. Clubhouse uh, get notified when I'm speaking but I am I've been invited to do those because I'm also trying to get ready we're finalizing all of the back stuff for the app and we're hoping it will be out in August so we uh, you know moving that app right along and getting that stuff out into the world
2: that is exciting so um will you ping me so I can get get on and what you're doing since you're doing it for the west coast i want to support and you know i have some friends that i think would be interested and they're not on the west coast they're on the east coast with you guys but i i'm sure that they would be interested because they have children that have uh different issues that they've been working on all i hear is the cat talking
0: Well, it's about time somebody put that mic to good use. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than Elmer said in the last eight shows. But how would I know? I wasn't
2: on there. <laughs> but
0: I'm <bumped. laughs> Um Yeah, I'll certainly ping you in um, when I when I do that. And I don't know if it's still available because I just... I was on two weeks ago. There's this international group that has has brought together what they call the best minds on ADHD around the world and have been doing weekly and they had me come in. They, they, they had me come in and do a presentation. And I did a lot of stuff uh, about about talking about the some of the misconceptions and some of the twisted information to make sure that it continues the myth of disability going. Again, just like we were talking about earlier, because then I get to label you, medicate you, I get mm-hmm. to make you. You know, uh, yeah. Every I, I cringe every time somebody says, "Yes, well, that medication didn't work out for my six-year-old, so we're we're upping the dosage, and then we're switching to this one, and then we're switching to mm-hmm. that one." I'm like, "Do you have any idea what you're doing to your child? Because your child no? is bored in school and brilliant." I really like uh not good so anyways but we all have our causes so how goes the lip gloss there lip lady
2: well so i've sold out almost all of them and you know it's getting ready because you know the holidays are going to be upon us like october you know all that good stuff so um a lot of the proceeds i'm going to start sending out those mystery gifts so if you get a card from somebody you don't know and it says thank you it's because i've sent something out in your name because i always send it out in the name of the donors um and a lot of times the people i send it to they don't know me either and i laugh because i've seen someone on facebook Now like somebody sent me this box and it had blah blah in it and i thanked someone and the person i think said i have no idea what you're talking about and so i asked (laughs) someone else and they had no idea and then you know people say i got a card ring from your friend so and so i'm like i don't know that person i just sent them a box because isn't it nice to surprise you know someone going through something with a mystery box with a lot of fun stuff and It takes you know it's a circle and so I didn't want people to get bored with lip glosses so once these colors fade phase, phase out in the next couple of weeks I have something new and exciting coming through the Rainwear collection and dr. Kevin you're gonna be one of the first people to get it it's yours is actually I spearheaded it based on your birthday
0: oh well there you go yeah in october you should do a you should do a flavor of lip gloss maybe called white chocolate wiccan
2: if you can make it make sense to me i'm all in
0: you don't like that
2: i love that but it doesn't fit on that little (laughs) sticky thing that they put on the bottom i need a shorter word i can wcw But wait until you see it, because I haven't gotten it yet. I have to approve it, but it should be sitting in my hands in a week or so. And then as soon as I approve it, it will be off to your house.
0: Okay. So Wendy gave us some kind of emoji besides a laugh emoji, and it's not showing up enough on my computer for me to tell what it is. What is it's, it? Oh, it's uh, a faceplant. It's this. No, that's not, that's not an eggplant. A <laughs> oh,
1: faceplant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a face palm. That's a
0: face palm. <laughs> you want to tell us what you were pominous us about, Wendy? Are you you, you call it Wendy an eggplant?
2: Yeah, because yeah, that's what she makes for her poor husband every day, trying to pass it off as a steak. And I get on her about. It. She's like, "Oh, if you just covered it and sear it." I'm like, "No, no, an eggplant will never be a piece of meat mm. ever." Oh, ever
0: that's what uh, I- medicating kids. Yes, that, that was is definitely the... a face plant. Thank you, Wendy. I just was curious. I looked at it and I said, I think she's face planting, but I'm not sure about what. Maybe it's my eyes. <laughs> uh, Kathy,
2: hi. Miss Cooper, I love it. This, You know, it's funny it's when people send me a message during the week and they're like oh I watched the show I couldn't watch it live because I was asleep but they'll watch it and they'll ask me a question about something in the show and then I've got to go back through the show mentally because it's never like the last show remember that show you guys did where you were talking to so-and-so I think the guy was a singer I think the person was a such-and-such do you know how I get in touch with them so I mean we're we're catching on we're a big deal you know like the pickle (laughs)
0: <laughs> what about big deal? <laughs> big so yeah, we have throwing in my herbal in my herbal thing out in the yard. I got <laughs> it have... all over the place.
1: We have four minutes left, so I'm gonna just mention uh, next show, which is on the 25th, five days before my birthday. We have um, <laughs> a repeat a repeat guest, uh, Joe James. Because um, he's releasing a single around this time. So he's really? On. It just
0: released. Yeah, that's,
1: that's why we're bringing him back on.
2: Just released. He's a good dude. I will see him soon, actually. We're going to collaborate on a couple of things. So I can hardly wait for that. I watched him on a repeat of America's Got Talent maybe like five, six days ago. And um, I just love, he's got such a big heart. And he's, Always so open and genuine and kind and caring. And I think, you know, when you're like that, you carry the world on your shoulders, which is why when you aren't on, people aren't interested. But um, he's a good
0: guy. I'm glad we're having him back. You know he was on the Dr. Kevin show. and Did I tell you what I did with him on the Dr. Kevin show? No,
2: that's why I need to go into archive because I only caught a little of it. I want to hear the whole thing.
0: Yep. We had him choose one of his first kind of like early songs and we played it on air and then he described like where it came from why he wrote it what was his history and then in our second segment he played more one of his more current songs and we talked about where that came from what was the history what did it mean and then he played us a little bit of the new song that just got released we got the very beginning of it and he talked about this new album and where his music was going. It was an incredible show. We just I'm sure the history of his music and his evolution as an artist, which is just the stuff I love doing. Wow, yeah,
2: I'm gonna go check it out because I knew it I saw when it came up and I was in the middle of something and I could only catch like a little bit, but I wanted to hear the entire interview because you know, your interaction with him, you're on a, you guys are on a different level with each other. I think that's exciting. And yeah. Speaking of different level, um, I need to win some awards for my work in Loving Martin. Not that I'm going to be salty.
1: Oh, Loving Martin's off the market now. It's not in the,
2: King I and Queens
1: are in the festivals right now.
2: Yes. King and Queens, that show.
1: Kings and Queens.
2: Kings and Queens, yeah, that that one. Uh, but I'm in are the you- next 500, so I'm not worried about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm still waiting. When are you getting room on our show? Because um, who?
2: You, first of all, oh, you know, Dr. Kevin, I'm working on when you say something doesn't go lost. Just like you told me about Dr the other day and dr claudio and the next thing you're like should we have this guy i got on the horn i wasn't doing the email thing i wasn't calling his people i wasn't doing any of that i called got him on the horn he called me back like in two seconds and talked to his wife got it booked boom so i am working on hall, and i'm working on stevie nicks
0: oh there you go yeah yeah
2: and i'm working on four other people who have agreed I just have to figure out exactly where to put them. And when I tell you who they are, you'll be like, what? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We have what, like
0: five minutes. I don't know.
1: Yeah. We've got less than a minute left.
0: The, um, so, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to all of this and, i get i'm on several mailers from agents that are always pitching their guests to me for the dark kevin show because i've been around for so long and i've got these agents that you know I'll, I'll get two or three a week sometimes and when i see one that i think is perfect for this show that's why i forward it over so Ooh. it's like i saw that one and i said that's perfect for locking and loving a and lot
2: great guy
1: is that our cue? Uh, yeah. well, you know, down to down to down, 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 down to down to down to down the down down <laughs> <laughs> There we go.